0: Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, Executive Director CIO Communities for CIO.com. And I'm very excited to welcome Manas Khanna, Associate Vice President, Global Technology Operations Univaris. Manas, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current role.
1: Hello, Lee. Uh, I want to express my gratitude for inviting me to CIO Leadership Live Canada. Uh, I'm Manas Khanna, serving as Associate Vice President uh, for Global Technology Operations at Univaris. In my role, I oversee IT, DevOps, and site reliability engineering teams operating globally. My current mandate encompasses four key areas of responsibility. First, I manage all aspects of our infrastructure and its operations spanning from our office locations uh, to our production environments. Second, I lead our DevOps practice where my team supports our engineering and release teams throughout the software development lifecycle. Third, I am accountable for our SaaS site reliability practice, ensuring that we meet our service commitment to our valued customers. And lastly, I actively am involved in the implementation of IT cyber security measures and support compliance efforts.
0: Very comprehensive role, Manas.
1: Thank you. And I also lead uh, the team that is spread across uh, uh, multiple geographic locations, Europe, South America, and Canada and I had the privilege of being part of Univirus family for six enriching years. My team at Univirus has been marked uh, by a blend of challenges, opportunities, and engaging innovation projects. Building a versatile team has been a particularly rewarding uh, aspect of my journey. And uh, I'm thrilled to be here and eagerly await your questions.
0: Well, it, as I mentioned and sorry I interrupted there it is a huge portfolio that you hold and also having, you know, a global team around the world and I'm really excited to pick up our conversation we've had a chance to speak to you a few times and meet at one of our conferences. So, you know, I, I really do appreciate you joining us here. We've Thank created you. this series to support the CIO and senior technology leader in their leadership and business journey. So the first question I ask, and I ask everyone this question, could you please tell us a little bit about your own career path and provide some insights or tips on that road path? Are there any lessons learned that you could share?
1: So Lee, I come from very humble beginnings. Uh, during my college years, I embarked on an entrepreneurial journey to support myself uh, during my college days i managed various ventures uh, assembling computers uh, and uh, operating two cyber cafes and it at few offices and providing even tuitions to kids uh, in in young uh, like grade 6 to 8 in uh, my third year of college i secured my first job at tata consultancy in india where i began my career as a developer working for microsoft technologies like asp.net and c sharp uh, within a few years, I seized an opportunity to work in Canada uh, in an application development support role where I was responsible for maintaining a few hundred million online platform. It was during this time that I gained invaluable insights into the importance of operations and how innovation innovative solutions are crucial for ensuring reliability practices. One significant lesson I learned was the importance of uh, proactivity Uh, which I put into practice when I'm leading a major technology upgrade of the platforms. Following this role, I moved to Toronto and established uh, a DevOps practice. I dwelled into the evolving DevOps principles that brought development and operations closer together uh, in the software and service delivery process. Subsequently, I joined Univaris as a site reliability engineer, pioneering the implementation of reliable technology practices inspired by Google's approach. I introduced observability platforms and process automation that enhance our reliability for our SaaS operations, reducing the need for heroic efforts, which many of us in operations do end up doing. Um, my journey continued uh, with a promotion to a managerial role over, overseeing IT and DevOps. Uh, during this time, I orchestrated a complete infrastructure overhaul, drastically reducing operating costs by over 60%. I introduced modern practices like infrastructure as code, robust identity and access management, and standardized security protocols. Additionally, I built a high-performing team of engineers to support IT and DevOps functions. Advancing to the role of director, I continued to drive innovation and successfully execute a merger and acquisition of our Madrid organization. And earlier this year, I was promoted to my current position, marking another milestone in my career journey. It's been an exciting and dynamic journey and with the advent of AI on the horizon, I eagerly anticipate the next chapter of opportunities and growth.
0: Wow, it sounds like you've had a really interesting career and one that has really started in working and serving others and, you know, really working with, um, you know, uh, developing programs early on for kids to learn about technology and STEM and STEAM and that that's amazing. I think that's really inspiring and then just the amount that you've learned in your journey, it seems like continuous learning is really an important process for you in your own career. Um, and I wanted to sort of talk a little bit about that. The next question is about leadership and its and diversity and technology. So many CIOs I speak with, they talk about how they want to build diverse teams. Um, and you really talk about bringing that collaborative culture together, which, you know, includes building a practice of culture within an organization. So. I'd love to learn more about that, the collaborative culture you like to build, and and how you implement that and work with your teams.
1: It's it's been very interesting. Uh, So as I immigrated to Canada, I personally experienced the challenges uh, of underrepresentation and the difficulties of assimilating into a new environment. Fortunately, I've been part of an inclusive organization that values diversity. Um, As a leader, I'm committed to helping others facing similar situations and providing opportunities when needed. Uh, when I when I'm in the process of hiring a team member, I prioritize objectivity by eliminating biases and offering equal opportunity based on skills and qualifications, particularly for hardworking immigrants uh, uh, applicating seeking uh, a challenge to Excel or a chance to Excel, right? Uh, in my role as a tech leader advocating DevOps practices, I emphasize the importance of fostering a collaborative culture where teams collaborate to drive innovation and solve problems. In today's landscape, isolated teams can create process bottlenecks that hinder productivity and bring challenges uh, aligning the, with business objectives to deliver values has become a center of focus across all technological aspects these days. A recent lesson I, l- I learned uh, is the significance of connecting with my team at a human level and ensuring their mental and physical well-being as a top priority. In the current climate, Health has taken precedence and it's essential for leaders to provide support and nurture. Additionally, I am personally working on my health to set an example for my team to follow as well. I recently joined uh, the Immigrant Network led by Mr. Nick and Rani, uh, which is dedicated to fostering diversity and inclusion by bringing together a diverse group of immigrants, both newcomers and those who have been in Canada for a while. We aim to view a supportive social fabric that empowers one another So shares knowledge and promotes best practices to help newcomers succeed in their Canadian immigration journey. I encourage everyone tuning into this broadcast to take a few minutes to look up the Immigrant Network Canada and offer your support in any way you can.
0: I think that's fantastic. And I think, you know, when you talk about diversity in business, I mean, there's a lot of research out there that talks about the fact that having more diverse teams uh, usually brings more uh, stakeholder value right across the board for all organizations. But, you know, we do require the support, you know, so many tech leaders like yourself, uh, you know, during COVID had to pivot because we had remote teams and it's like really understanding how to build pr- uh, programs to support individuals who may not uh, have been born in Canada and are coming to this country as a newcomer. There were all, or all a lot of other external pressures on them, so I you know I yeah I encourage everyone to look up the network and we'll include a post it uh, will we'll include it in our post as well too, today, so I appreciate you sharing that and thank you for the work you. you're doing. So yesterday I was on a panel at a conference for the wit network, uh, it was called the will management conference and we were talking about leadership. And I actually referenced you, I hope that's okay, <laughs> but uh, we, I talk a lot about, you know, Julie Levesque, who's the CIO of National Bank of Canada said the technology should, leadership should be bilingual, understanding both technology and business, yep. and you and I talked about uh, the trilingual leader who understands and support emotional empathy, and I mentioned you at the conference yesterday, and when I did the chat all exploded, people were saying, I love this, so Can you talk a little bit about that emotional empathy and what you bring as a role in in a leadership role in in your technology space?
1: Yeah, thank you uh, for the mention, uh, Lee. And uh, one of the things, uh, I closely follow the CI leadership live interviews. And I drew the inspiration uh, from the insightful perspective that leaders bring to the table. So when I came across the notion that uh, being bilingual means understanding both technology and business, I was truly fascinated. It led me to reflect on the importance of adding the third dimension, as you, as you mentioned, is the, to the linguistic metaphor, being a trilingual as a leader. Uh, in addition to our responsibilities in the realm of technology and business, we are equally accountable for the well-being and growth of our teams, our people. The landscape has evolved significantly due to the factors such as COVID-19 pandemic, rising living costs, various global influences. So as a leader, it, I have prioritized the mental and physical health of my team recognizing their indirect impact on overall well-being and productivity. Operational teams in general, in particular actually, face the ongoing challenge of delivering service amidst numerous unpredictable factors. My approach uh, to supporting emotional empathy as a leader includes leading by example uh, to cultivate uh, a culture of empathy I create safe space where team members feel comfortable sharing their emotional and and concerns, fostering open communication channels, and encouraging vulnerability when appropriate. I acknowledge their emotions during challenging situations, validating their feelings, and demonstrating understanding. Additionally, I provide support and resources to help team members navigate emotional challenges, which may involve, involve access to counseling services, flexible work arrangements, or simply offering a a listening ear which we all need once in a while promoting inclusivity is crucial ensuring that emotional empathy extends to all team members irrespective of their background or experience i actively address potential biases and discriminating discrimination to ensure that everyone feels heard and understood in case of conflicts within the team i leverage emotional empathy to mediate effectively helping parties involved understand each other's perspective and work towards a resolution The value of emotional empathy in leadership is evident through improved relationships, fostering trust, and stronger work connections within the teams. It also enhances the decision-making by anticipating the emotional impact of choices on our team members. Conflict resolution guided by empathy leads to more favorable outcomes, uh, and it contributes to the enhanced team morale. By creating a positive and supportive work environment ultimately boosting overall team morale and productivity
0: yeah i really appreciate you sharing that and i would you know encourage anybody who's listening to this to reach out to you if they want more information on how you are building your teams in this manner and you know i think the thing that's coming up for me here is you're being very intentional about how you work with your teams to ensure there's emotional empathy within the dialogue and if of their daily work routines which is which is really phenomenal so thank you for sharing that all right so now i'm going to move to the hottest still question of the year and, you know, the hottest topic um, and that's Gen AI. You know, there's been a lot of talk about it this year. We're talking about it in our business. We've developed some things that we're doing from the standpoint of our customers who are searching on our platforms. Um, So just, you know, wondering if you, um, if you know, what your thoughts are around Gen AI. Uh, Do you think they're it's going to build build positive business outcomes and, you know, any tips on how organizations should adopt plans for Gen, I, Gen AI, sorry, excuse me, and what you might be seeing in market?
1: It's definitely the word in the technology circle right now. So generative artificial intelligence uh, represents the imminent technology revolution. When harnessed correctly and ethically, it has the potential to significantly contribute to achieving positive business outcomes. While Gen, Gen AI is still its, in its infancy, it's imperative that we proactively upskill and prepare for the transformative challenges uh, it will usher into the tech industry. Embracing change, although challenging, uh, is essential, and uh, the integration of AI is inevitable. Google recently highlighted three key areas where Gen AI adoption can be expedited, and we have been closely looking at uh, at them as well. So software development and co- coding as been one of the key aspects that they brought up uh, with various uh, integrations uh, with technologies. So using code generation, bug detection and resolution, and code review and optimization. The next one was data analytics and insights. So as we all know, data has been one of the key valued uh, entities in this world. So data generation and synthesis and predictive analytics have taken definitely a forefront. uh, And Genia is just accelerating that. And then customer engagement and personalization. And it's it's interesting how more and more organizations are enabling chatbots and virtual assistants uh, to assist using Gen AI capabilities, um, and then creating also recommendation systems and content creation systems. Gen AI adoption revolves around three fundamental points. One is familiarize uh, and understand the ethical aspect of Gen AI. Again, a comprehensive understanding of Gen AI uh, and its underlying principles, uh, developed a robust ethical AI policy to address potential biases and hallucinations uh, in AI-generated responses, and explore uh, available courses and consider experimenting with Gen AI chat platforms. S- uh, second is application development. So look at uh, utilizing Gen AI app builders to create application based on our existing knowledge base for internal use. And that's a basic uh, use case that many organizations that I've spoken to are exploring at this point. And then exploration of AI features. I investigate and leverage AI features that can accelerate both technology and business aspects to our organization. By adhering to these principles and focusing on upskilling, ethical consideration, and application development and feature exploration, I think we are poised to harness the potential of Gen effectively and responsibly.
0: Yeah, I think those are great points, and thank you for for pointing out those areas in which so many organizations are adopting Gen AI, and they're, you know, I, I find the CIOs I'm talking to, they're taking a very conservative approach in how they are going to use it, because we're still thinking around regulations and data and data sovereignty and all those things. So I really appreciate, appreciate you being here today, Manas. Thank you so much. Uh, it you. was a real delight interviewing you. Thank you. And if you're interested in learning about this interview or others, please don't hesitate to visit us at CIO.com front slash CA. Thanks again.